What's going on you guys and welcome back to another video. If you are new to the channel here, my name is Brandon. As always, we do have our investing academy as that first link down in the description below. If you are looking for courses and training in the stock market in Canada, today's video, we are going over two dividend stocks to buy right now. I'm loving these picks. I actually have been adding to the first stock and as you'll see, I also own the second stock. It's one that I've been buying. It was one of my top picks for 2021. I will just note the first stock is a US stock and the second one is a Canadian stock. Honestly, I don't think we as Canadian investors should be limiting ourselves to Canadian stocks. I know so many people do. I think it's a big mistake. There are so many great opportunities out there down south like this company that we're gonna be talking about in today's video. If you guys enjoy, please take a moment and drop a big thumbs up. But let's get started with stock number one, which is the company Unilever ticker is UL. Today it's trading for just about $52 per share USD. The dividend that we're looking at on this stock is 3.84%. So a very, very nice and attractive starting yield. This is of course one of the largest consumer goods or consumer stables companies on the planet, to be honest with you guys. They are absolutely based out of London, out of the UK, but they do trade here on the New York Stock Exchange. If you're not familiar with the company Unilever, I guarantee you that you are. You absolutely are familiar with some of their brands. Maybe you just don't associate them with the big company in and of itself, but this company does over $60 billion per year in revenue, 62 actually in the most recent year. Looking at the most recent report, sales were up 5% in Q4, 4.5% over their fiscal year, which is kind of what you'd expect from a company like this. They're by no means a fast growing company, but what is very promising to me is when you look into areas kind of outside of North America, in particular here, it looks at India, at China, these markets do happen to be just so much more growth. They're much faster growing economies. And in these case, we're seeing growth in the double digits, which is promising to see. One of the things that I do really like about Unilever is that as of filming this video, they have 13 brands, which you are going to know a number of these, but 13 brands that alone in that brand in and of itself generate north of a billion dollars for this company. Dove, Ben and Jerry's, Lipton, Axe, you name it. There's a whole bunch of other ones. These are obviously just their big revenue drivers. On top of that, there have been a ton of exciting acquisitions over the years. This all contributes to that growth and the brand really widening. Some of the major ones that you may have heard about back in 2016, Dollar Shave Club, Tazo Tea being one, they bought off Starbucks for in 2017. More recently, a skincare company called Paula's Choice, which actually has a big e-commerce element to it. One thing that I find is very apparent and worth noting is that they are showing strong growth in Unilever's e-commerce channels as well. It makes me think of Walmart, which is a company that, you know, is kind of known as this dinosaur and people think, oh, they're not with the times. Walmart was one of the very effective companies at growing and developing their e-commerce or their online sales and mobile sales uh, channels. And that has worked out really, really well. So it's good to see a company like Unilever they're not getting stuck in the times, if you know what I mean. They are going to be traditional. They are going to be boring, but with new exciting acquisitions, kind of building up this e-commerce channel, it does kind of show that the company's staying up to date. In the last video, I talked about the topic of beta. I'll link that up at the top if you haven't seen that video already, but just to kind of piece things together, tie things together and kind of learn and evolve off that, Unilever has a beta of 0.4, 0.40, I should say, meaning that, of course, we can expect to see a significant amount less of volatility than we would see with the broader market may be a great option for somebody who's looking for more of a safer conservative option. In terms of the dividend, what we're all here to talk about, they pay a dividend of $1.97 per year. This represents, again, a 3.77, 3.78% yield, which is actually very attractive for a company Unilever at these levels. 
They've also been growing this over the past three years at 11%. In fact, to just look and kind of expand this number a little bit further back, over the past decade, they've nearly doubled the dividend. This is one of those companies that investors can easily look to for some reliable dividend income. They operate in one of the most favorable areas of the stock market in consumer goods and the consumer stable sector when it comes to generating dividends. The products that we talked about today, plus so many more, the brands of products that they own expand way beyond the 13 that we covered today. But these are things that people are buying on a day-to-day -day basis. That doesn't change, that happens all the way around the globe. One thing that I do think gives me a lot of comfort when investing in a company like this or a Procter & Gamble, you pick whatever one you want, but when you get to such a scale and such a size, these companies, as long as they're allocating their capital wells, as long as they're making smart and strategic acquisitions, they can just be buying up the new exciting products on the market. I take Dollar Shave Club as a really good example. Hip, modern, I've never used their stuff, but just from the advertising, it, you know, it, it kind of is, right? And it takes an old company, but lets them, they can evolve with the times. And you only get that when you have this massive scale, like a Unilever, like a Procter & Gamble. Yes, they compete, but I don't really see any new big threats coming. This is just a very, very reliable stock. It has, however, not really moved all too much over the past five years. So it's basically been balancing between a range. We're basically paying a price that we paid five years ago, but the stock is on a decline right now. Dividend yields are juicing up. I'm very much liking the stock. I actually been adding to it personally, and I think it's a good stock to consider at these levels. Before we move on into the next stock, I do just wanna say thank you to today's video sponsor, which is Passive. Passive, you guys have heard me talk about so much on the channel because it's a free product that I think is such a cool way to kind of integrate into your investing practice. It's great when you're using ETFs, you can set a target allocation, you can build model portfolios, link it up, especially if you are on Questrade, you can get their better plan for completely free and get all sorts of cool tools. Down below this video, I will include a referral link, which will let Passive know that I sent you there, that you came from this channel. So definitely go click the link down below, check them out, and thank you to Passive for sponsoring today's video. Moving on into our second dividend stock for today's video, we're shifting over to the Canadian market, the TSX stock. It is the company Rogers Communications. The ticker is rci.b.tl. I know a little bit kind of tricky there, but it's the class B shares we'd be looking at. Trades for $66 Canadian with the 3% dividend. And it's funny, for those of you that have been following the channel for a few months now, or maybe even longer, you know that Rogers has been one of the stocks that I've really been liking going back into 2021. I bought the stock on multiple occasions. I actually made a video saying my top two stocks for 2022 were going to be Rogers and then Tencent. And one of those has not panned out quite so yet, but Rogers, however, has been a really, really good performer for me. They've really bounced off these lows. I kind of thought that they were lagging behind the other three. That said, I still think it's a very attractive stock to be looking at right now with the 3% dividend. For those not aware, Rogers is absolutely the smallest player of the big three here in Canada. So the big three would obviously be Bell, Telus, and then Rogers. Rogers does come in as that little small one with a market cap of only 34 billion. Looking at the share performance here on the market cap chart, it did kind of lag and it had a few rough years. When I talk about Rogers, by the way, you know, obviously there's more to it than just Rogers. We obviously would include Fido, Chatter, they have a media and a sports division. They actually technically are owners of the Blue Jays Club. They have stake in the Raptors. Let's go Raptors. They have NHL exposure for those that do watch NHL. That said, this is actually their worst performing division of the bunch. When you look at the company as a whole, their media and sports is kind of the, the worst in terms of the numbers. Nevertheless, when I say Rogers, let's just talk about Rogers. Because what I find is really fascinating is that although they are such a smaller company in terms of market cap, 
They are actually the largest provider in Canada with over 10 million subscribers on the wireless side. They actually command about one third of the total uh, market space or the market share. You do see some of the smaller providers here, but in general, about 33% of the market share, despite the company being much smaller, the wireless segment is by far their biggest revenue driver. It generates about 60% of sales. So the fact that their media is not doing as well, that's okay, that happens. The bread and butter is in the wireless sales. I'll leave it at that. As you may have been able to tell from this video so far, the stocks that I have picked have been tactically tactically selected as more defensive, more safe stocks, very, very reliable. I know right now a lot of people are a lot of talk right now about what's going on with the market and the Fed and people are feeling a little bit shaky. Well, Rogers, very different sector than Unilever, but I do draw a lot of comparables in the safety. I mean, I am with Rogers. That's my provider here in Vancouver and I pay my bills each and every month. I don't even look at it, to be honest. I'm just paying, paying, paying. Sometimes go over my data and pay a little more. Like it's, that's just, it's reliable. And especially in a time like this, it's like, if you are maybe a little bit hesitant with the stocks you're buying, maybe you wanna be a little more selective, this is one of those really, really reliable dividend stocks. To look at the dividend a little bit further, they pay a dividend of $2 per year. Again, the current yield is up at 3%, just about exactly there. Payout ratio I have highlighted here at 65%. This is one of the more secure payout ratios in the space. Again, comparing up against their competitors, technically Bell does pay the highest dividend. If you're looking for the highest dividend yield today, they also pay out a very high percentage of their earnings. This is something that we've known for the past number of years. It's not something that I'm particularly worried about with either of these three companies today, but it does provide me a little bit of comfort knowing that this is at the lower range of the industry or of their peers. At the end of the day, I do very much consider owning telecom stocks or having some exposure to telecom stocks should be a staple in any portfolio. I know everybody talks about here in Canada, you gotta own the banks, you gotta own TD, Royal Bank, BMO, whatever it is. Well, I think just as important to that, we probably should have some exposure to one of these big three telecoms. And I used to own both Rogers and Bell. I sold out of Bell because I needed to generate some cash for a down payment, so I no longer own Bell. I only own one. But that's not a bad thing. I think at some point I will absolutely, I don't think at some point, I'm quite confident at some point that I will own a couple, whether it's Bell, whether it's Telus. Honestly, I like all three. But when I take a look and kind of compare up against, you know, the field as of right now, I have been thinking and I still do think that Rogers does look a little more attractive looking at a couple of valuation metrics, whether we're looking at a forward PE, a peg ratio or PEG, price to earnings growth. To me, this is looking attractive today. Again, not to say that the others aren't attractive. And if you were continuously adding to your bells or tell us, very, very fine. But again, I'm just sharing with you guys kind of what I've been doing and the stocks that I've been buying. Again, this is over the past few months. But um, yeah, I will certainly own more telecoms down the road. But right now, Rogers is the pick for me. Again, the shares trade at $66 Canadian with the 3% yield. And that is the ticker rci.b.to. But that will wrap it up for two dividend stocks to buy in this video. If you guys enjoyed and you like the selection or at least appreciate me putting the video together, I would really appreciate it if you give this video a big thumbs up. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, we post videos like this every single week, multiple videos a week. So make sure you're subscribed and make sure you hit the bell for notifications. Also feel free to leave some comments down below in terms of what stocks you guys are liking. If you haven't already checked out our investing academy, that is also down in the description below. It's also the pinned comment. We offer courses and training for people all across Canada. We can take a beginner, intermediate, 
We have a retirement planning course for those that are kind of getting closer to those uh, golden years. But we have such a blast there. We had a really fun presentation with PPCE in this morning. We host those biweekly for our uh, community members, for our students. You can go down there and learn all about that. Actually, one thing that I will note, which I haven't made public yet, but it's something we've been experimenting. We've actually been testing out these different pricing models. So actually giving access for 12 months, six months, three months. In the past, it had just been, you know, if the course is too expensive, it's all or nothing. And, you know, sorry, you know, be on your way. But now we've made the program actually much more affordable for a shorter period of time. It's the exact same program. It just depends on, you know, what type of uh, length you're looking for. But you can learn all about that by clicking the link down below. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.